It's time to get your morning started with the news you need to know. News update. This is what's trending with DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. The Brooklyn Nets fired head coach Jacques Vaughn yesterday after two plus seasons. 71 and 68 regular season record and an 0 and 8 mark in the NBA playoffs. Assistant coach Kevin Ollie was promoted to interim head coach for the remaining 28 games this season. He played in the NBA for 13 years, won the 2014 NCAA title at UConn. The Nets, ready to put them as a team running in place, PK? Or had you already done that? I think they're rebuilding. So, there you go. I mean, Kevin Ollie, he's a cougar. You went to Crenshaw High School. I walked the halls. Los Angeles. Yeah. He's a Crenshaw Cougar and then went all the way over to UConn to play. Minnesota Timberwolves have agreed to a two-year contract extension with point guard Mike Conley. The deal's worth $22 million. Shooting 44% from the three-point line this year. He's second in the NBA in assist-to-turnover ratio. They're battling for the top spot in the West. So he gets two years and $22 million to keep it going. Surprised at all that Conley has extended his career a little further here? No. I mean, if they keep offering him contracts, he's going to keep signing them. <laughs> That's true. Are you surprised that they offered it? He's 36, two more years, 38. This is pretty, pretty advanced age to be playing at this high level. Okay. I mean, you love yourself some Mike Conley. If he's playing at a high level, you say so. Lakers star LeBron James said he hopes to end his career with the franchise. I'm a Laker, and I'm happy, and I've been very happy being a Laker the last six years, and hopefully it stays that way. But I don't have the answer to how long it is or which uniform I'll be in. Hopefully it's with the Lakers. It's a great organization. So many greats. But we'll see. You know, I heard that comment, the thing that really caught my eye is, wow, it's already been six years? It seemed like it's been that long. Time flies. It do. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. This has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had since I've been coaching. you have any second thoughts of taking this job? No, not at all. It's not St. John's. It's my team. I think they're very respectful. They hear, but they don't listen. It's taken me a month to get them to throw bounce passes. Actually, two months to throw bounce passes. Just thinking of getting ready for Georgetown because Georgetown could definitely beat us. I'm not even thinking of the future at all. I'm just thinking of the next game and the next game and the next game, and that's it. Rick Pitino. Not happy. St. John's Red Storm, 14-12, 6-9 in the Big East. Only a couple teams beneath them in the standings. It's not St. John's, it's Mateen. I don't understand what that means. He recruited the wrong guys. So I thought he might have been in the 2017-18 season when he was suspended for an oversight of an escort sex, sex scandal, or that could have been the worst. Then was implicated in an FBI investigation, or at least a federal inv- investigation involving bribes to recruits, which led to him uh, being fired from. I would have thought that was worse than losing a few ball games here. Nope, this is it right here. It's a lack of bounce passes. 
If you're spending more than five minutes, something's wrong. You just put the ball on a downward trajectory, <laughs> and it's guaranteed to bounce. There's a couple drills that we went through as little kids. We learned to do that. Yeah. BYU facing Baylor, ranked teams, 25th ranked Cougars, 11th ranked Baylor Bears. Marriott Center tonight, 7 o'clock. BYU needing to bounce back after the road loss at Oklahoma State. Keep splitting, PK. That's been your mantra. So far, they've done it. 6-6 six and six is a hard week with Baylor at home and at K-State. Got to find a way to win one of them. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Baylor, very good. But, you know, they beat Iowa State. Iowa State's a top 10 team. Beat them at home. Lost last night to uh, Houston down in Houston. So there's no reason to think why they can't win. And obviously they've already beaten Kansas State, which lost to Texas last night. So uh, Opportunity is there. It's not impossible. Not at all. Bears are 8-4 and four in conference. Cougars are 6-6. Six and six. Utah State with a big game at home tonight at the Spectrum. Scotty G is going to have the call here on the zone. San Diego State and Utah State tied for first place in the conference at 9-4. and four. Winner gets sole possession of the top spot. Aggies coming off a loss to CSU. 7 o'clock, CBS Sports Network. You like the Aggies' chances at home where they've been really good? Always. Or San Diego State worries you? Nothing worries me about a, a ball game, but uh, I mean they're capable of going in there and winning. But yeah, I would favor Utah State at home, just like I favored San Diego State at home when they beat Utah State last month. 81-67 in San Diego. The Aztecs got the win. Will there be payback tonight? Scotty G, 6.30 with the pregame, 7 o'clock on the air right here on The Zone with the game. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Some of these owners are a little bit afraid of him, and the general managers and the personnel people in the organization, they're really afraid of him because they think that if he comes in, they're going to lose their job. Bill is upfront about it. He said, hey, I don't need to be in charge of everything. That's what happened up in New England, but he's more than willing to give up some of the personnel decisions to the general manager and the personnel people. That's Jimmy Johnson, longtime NFL commentator. Says he spent time with Bill Belichick recently, and Belichick's okay giving up the power. My guess is the GM and the player personnel decision people figure, yeah, that's what he says when he comes in the door, but after he's here a little while, he's going to go to the owner and want us out. Trust, where is it? Everybody protecting their job and their salary, PK. This surprises you not at all. What's Bill protecting? Bill, I think, will want the power once he's been in an organization for a while. And the GM and the player personnel decisions, decision makers are protecting the power and the jobs they have. Don't bring Bill in here. If I argue with him, he's going to go to the owner, and then I'm going to lose. Well, then you need to have a stronger relationship with the owner. Or not let Bill in the door at first. I don't know. I don't know. After a period of time at his age, does he have a period of time? Minnesota Vikings are intent on re-signing Kirk Cousins this offseason, but a report from Sports Illustrated says the franchise isn't willing to give him a fully guaranteed deal like he signed previously. He's been with the franchise six years. He's coming off an Achilles tear. You get why they don't want to guarantee money to someone coming off an Achilles? I mean, it might go well, but it might not. So stay away from the fully guaranteed money. Okay. Former Dallas Cowboys wide receiver Des Bryant hit a 13-leg college basketball parlay and won $400,000 on the wager. 
600, $767 wager. Just missed on another parlay bet that would have paid out over a million dollars. But Cal beat Washington and spoiled that bet. Fetching Matson. Dang it. Wonder if we'll be hearing Charles Barkley like stories about Des Bryant. Is this just the uh, tip of the iceberg here? In terms of what? How much is he gambling? 13-leg college basketball parlays. He's gambling a lot. He's become pretty vocal on his sports betting. I mean, it's what gamblers do. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Pac-12 named Teresa Gold as their new commissioner. She'll take over March 1, a day after George Klavkov steps down February 29th. Gold will become the first ever female commissioner of an autonomous five conference and will work with Washington State and Oregon State to rebuild the Pac-12 after 10 members left for other conferences. What the heck does an autonomous five mean? Not group of five, but they can't use power five. And they prefer autonomous five. It's power five. It's power five. Who's they? The power five. Why can't they use Power 5? They liked Autonomous 5. Like, we do our own thing, and other people are like, yeah, you have the power to do whatever you want. You know, seems like wordplay. What do you mean they do their own thing? Well, what does that mean? What do they do? Start to set their own rules. So they're going to, so soon to be Autonomous 5. I think they've set some of their own rules, and they're going to set more. They're in the process of setting their own rules. Like what? Well, I think the power two are going to pull away from the others and pay out. No, no. Well, well, what have they set then? That's in the future. Uh, right? They've driven the college football playoff. Off a cliff? <laughs> well, there is a little debate about that. Matt Commissioner John Steinbrecher, a member of the College Football Playoff Management Committee, sent a memo to his conference athletic directors disputing reports the college football playoff has agreed in principle to a new TV deal that was reportedly with ESPN for six years and $7.8 billion. Management committee scheduled to convene again today to vote on the five plus seven model on the 12 team playoff. So five automatic bids and seven at large instead of six and six, basically reflecting the Pac 12 doesn't so get an automatic Washington bid. Washington State and Oregon State, they got a 50 50 chance of making it then. They're not going to get an automatic <laughs> bid. Well, if they're able to retain their status, yes, they could get that. Well, just, yeah. So we, have, we should have like 100 conferences then, just a couple of teams. <laughs> Have the Utah Conference with the Cougars and the Utes. Get Vanderbilt and Duke together. Winners in. Arizona hired Missouri AD Desiree Reed Francois as their new athletic director. She was at Missouri for three years. Got her law degree from Arizona. She was also an AD at UNLV before going to Missouri. So go in there and help them straighten out that mess. Get that all figured out for the Wildcats. Iowa State offensive coordinators, offensive coordinator Nathan Schilhaas, who's just 33 years old, is leaving the Cyclones for a job with the Rams. He'll be the Rams' pass game specialist on Sean McVay's staff. So he is out. A little Big 12 news for you there. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. I think the biggest thing right now is I think the easy way out is just ask for a trade. There might be a time. Maybe. Uh, I've, I really haven't thought about this. But, you know, when I signed that contract, I, I'm loyal. You know, I want to win a championship here. The overall picture of winning a championship or getting to the playoffs here is bigger satisfaction, bailing out and just taking the easy way out. So I think that's that's why been my mindset. Maybe down the road if something's changed, but that's been my mindset ever since the trade speculations, you know, came up. 
it's never been a top priority for me. This is a job, so I do this to make a living. Uh, my faith, my family come first before this job. So if those things come before it, I'm leaving. Is it a priority? Oh, it's a priority for sure. This is my job. I'm here, aren't I? Do you want to be here? I don't want to talk to you guys at <laughs> seven in the morning or whatever time <laughs> it is. So. Do you, I mean, do you want? I mean, do you want to like be here playing baseball? I have answered your question. So why do you keep thinking at it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, he technically answered it. <laughs> Thank you. Angels Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon. Trout at spring training has no desire to be traded or leave the franchise currently. And Anthony Rendon, four years with the team. He's had some injuries. Baseball's never been the top priority. He plays the sport to make a living. The Angels, with Otani gone, seem like it's winning's a long way away. Will they be a surprise team? We've had it in baseball before. Got any reason to think they'd be a surprise team, PK? Uh, let me know what their pitching is, and then I'll, I'll get back to you on that. I know they brought in a bunch of guys, uh, so I don't expect them to be contending for anything. It's unfortunate for Trout. Rendon, you know, the problem is he's had so many injuries. So by making this statement, it leads one to believe, well, that, you know, you're not really serious about your rehab. You're getting guaranteed money. You've been getting massive money. You had a big World Series years ago, and you cashed in, and now you're just slacking. So it's a bad look. I mean, clearly... Everyone should say my family's a better priority than any employment. We, we understand that. But I think under the circumstances, he needed to massage that a little bit better and not come out so strong, given the fact that he's missed so many games and his tenure with the Angels has been an absolute disaster because he's never come close to matching the expectation relative to the contract. So for sure, we understand the point. But under his circumstance, he probably should have done it better because it comes out like, I really don't give a crap. He's never played more than 58 games yeah. in a season since signing that seven-year, right. $245 million. And that's deal. just a bad situation. You know, if it, it had been Trout, uh, who's had some injury issues himself here of late, you know, you can get away with it. Or somebody else, like if a Kobe Bryant ever said that, no one would question his passion towards the game. Uh, but with Rendon saying it, you just wonder what's his passion because, uh, you know, are you really that hurt where you couldn't get out there, blah, blah, blah. So it's a bad look, and he's going to bring himself some grief if it happens again or if he doesn't produce this season. But that's his statement. Now he's got to live by it. Washington Nationals owner Mark Lerner said his family has determined that we are not going to sell the team. The team was reportedly on the market for two years, but they didn't get the buyer they wanted at the price they wanted. It never came together, so... The Learners are holding on to the Washington Nationals. Mark Lerner Jr. is thinking, sweet, I get to be somebody. <laughs> that is what is trending. There are the headlines. Coming up at 8.30, Kurt Schmidt, Ralph Salt Lake Sporting Director, Chief Soccer Officer, will join us to talk about the opener with Miami tomorrow night. Steve Cleveland, former BYU and Fresno State basketball coach here at 9 o'clock to talk about the two big college basketball games coming up tonight at BYU and Utah State. It's a Utah Jazz Ticket Tuesday. We're going to be giving away tickets to see the Jazz and the Hornets when the Jazz return to action Thursday night at the Delta Center. Utah Jazz Ticket Tuesdays are brought to you by Utah Community Credit Union. Learn and earn the app paying your family to learn about money. UCCU, love where you bank. DJ PK, the question of the day is next. Stay with us. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present... This is JJ and Alex. Oh, he's calling you again. 
oh, you guys are getting back together. You feel like it's not me, it's you. I've heard it before. We have been used as a love pawn in the A's trying to get into the Coliseum for a longer term without having to leave and give up some TV rights. JJ, please explain to me what went on here because we were told behind closed doors that this thing was basically a done deal. That the A's coming to Salt Lake for a temporary three years was basically a done deal. And then I think we're finding out today that we've just been used. You stink and I don't like you! Utah, you are in the friend zone. Oh no! Catch JJ and Alex afternoons from 3 to 6. Presented by G2G Bars on 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. Let's fly from half court and hits the three. Lillard's got 33 with nine triples. Hot takes and toes brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen with 30 years of serving Utah. Damian Lillard highlights there. Lillard is the all-star game MVP, which leads to the question, as the all-star MVP and he won the three-point shooting contest, isn't it time to recognize him as the greatest NBA player to play college ball in Utah? He did win a three-point shootout, too. A multiple winner there. Taking home two trophies from the weekend. Yeah. A lot more luggage leaving than he had showing up. And what this uh, question really did is it set off a little bit of a debate on uh, Lillard and his place. What it did that was bring up a lot of comments about how much people loathe the All-Star game. Being the All-Star game doesn't mean crap, Garrett says. The game is unwatchable. It is? Did not watch it myself? Jaden says All-Star weekend doesn't matter. But Lillard is definitely in the conversation. No. That's... Tell me something I didn't know. Give me something to think about. That's like a big old duh. Being named an all-star is still an honor, Matthew says. The game itself, though, is just awful and unwatchable. Uh, Very true. As far as the question, Tyson, Lillard is the man, no question, not even a close second. And it's not even even close. close. I love that. Tyson with a little variation on the theme. You have to add that. And it's not even close. Right. Caleb thinks it is. It's Danny Ainge. He says Ainge has more rings. Well, if Lillard got to play with Larry Bird. Hey, 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 hey. So what, man? If Kate and Clark was great, she'd have the chips. Hold on. We'll get to that. (laughs) That's another segment. Ainge does have more rings. He did get to play with Larry Bird. Although, Ainge also went to the finals with two other clubs that didn't have Larry Bird. They didn't win it. They lost to Michael Jordan. But, literally hasn't been to a finals yet. So, if winning and going deep in the playoffs matters, Ainge did it with three different teams. And then we have a shout-out here. Doug says, Tom Chambers had a pretty good career. He did. Also an All-Star Game MVP. Also a uh, trip to the finals with the Suns. Was that towards the end? It was. He was, it was near the end. White player that he was during his prime. He was a very good player, no question about it. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Who else do we have nominated? Hanses Arnie Farron won an NCAA championship, was the MVP, and won two NBA titles. And he drafted Moses Malone. He's got a better resume than Jimmer and Dame combined. Well, we're not talking about uh, any executive management decisions here. So drafting Moses Malone doesn't count. Because if that were the case, I'd put Ainge. Aha! But it's a very short list. People who played college ball in Utah and then had a chance to run an NBA team. Yeah, maybe Kevin Towers. (laughs) Switching sports. (laughs) A BYU guy who ran the San Diego Padres. Nice little through your own set of eyes. He also ran the Diamondbacks. Yeah, but that's through my eyes. (laughs) And unfortunately died in his 50s. Yep. It looks like those are our nominees, PK. Those are your nominees? Yes. Uh, I would put Andre Miller on that list. I know. No one nominated him. He had a long NBA career. He did. Did he end up playing 20 years? You're going to look it up. Yep, I am. Why the hell did you ask me? Nah, I don't think he did. He was 18. Because <laughs> I figure you know. You're tight with Andre. That's your era of youths right there. I'm not tight with Andre. You've been in his house. <laughs> I don't know if he still has the house, but I was in the house that he grew up with in, in Compton, California. That is true. There you go. <laughs> but uh, uh, we we haven't thrown back a couple in a good long while. Looks like 17 years. Okay. Whew, man. Yeah, there it is. My life is much more complete now. I thought it would be. <laughs> I know you did. That's what's sick. <laughs> <laughs> but certainly you got to put Miller on that list. But I think Damian Lillard is more accomplished. I don't think Damian Lillard gets the run that he deserved. He certainly didn't get it when he was here playing college ball because of the fact that it was at Weber State. And I think, although although funny thing is now, when we hear of guys at a Weber or if they should have somebody at Utah Valley because of Lillard, if we start hearing about a guy getting run, then we start talking about him way more. We didn't talk about Lillard enough because he was from Weaver. But now a kid like Dylan Jones, well, we keep mentioning Dylan Jones did this, Dylan Jones did that. Ball and boy, when he was there a few years back, he had a little bit of a cup of coffee with the NBA. Uh, but be- I think Lillard now has caused us to make sure we don't overlook just simply because you're not playing at BYU or Utah. And I, to me, anyway, for me personally, it goes back to Lillard. I didn't give him near enough run that he should have had at the time he was here because he's a phenomenal player. I think Lillard, NBA-wise, doesn't get the run because he hasn't played on the teams. To me... He's just as good as Stephen Curry. And we keep hearing, oh, Stephen Curry revolutionized the game. Lillard has too, but he didn't get a chance to play with the caliber of players when they were coming up when he was with Portland and then LaMarcus Aldridge takes off. It looked like maybe they could have had something there, but it didn't materialize. So he spent all these years in a smaller market in the Pacific Northwest and, and and Curry, taking nothing away from him whatsoever, has had the opportunity to be in a major market going up against LeBron and having success. And Steve Kerr is a 
a popular figure in the game and a well-known because of his Jordan. And then he had an opportunity with the Spurs to win the titles. And so things came together well. And everything that those two, Curry, Kerr, Thompson, Jamon, whatever, whatever positive run they've got is because they certainly they've earned it. So it takes nothing away. But to me, Lillard is every bit as good as Curry. There hasn't been enough winning, has there? That's what I just said. Because Curry in college went to the NCAA tournament and went to a regional final, and Lillard didn't make the NCAA tournament at Weber State. So, so it's just been circumstances all the way. So then well, Stockton is not very good either Well, I don't because put, he didn't do that. I'm not going to put Stockton or Lillard on Steph Curry's level. I am. I get that there's a lot of similarities to their games. Whatever the, Curry has, Lillard has. An individual skill. But does it add up to winning? Because that's what you get judged on. He doesn't have the teammates. Okay, well, he's got on to Kempo now, so what does he do with when partnered with an MVP? I don't know. I can't predict the future. Maybe you can. (laughs) Maybe you have super special superpowers like Bill Maher told Ann Coulter, and Ann Coulter turned out to be right. Maybe. Like most people... Uh, you know, it depends on the game. That game, yeah, totally called it. The next game, not even close. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know that Antetokounmpo is all that in a bag of chips. But Well, he's got a couple MVPs and he's won a championship, so for him. he's something. And he's passing the ball to Chris Middleton at the crucial time of the game because well, he doesn't want it. Now he can pass it to Lillard and Lillard can hit the game-winning shot. If that that wouldn't surprise me at all, but I'm I'm talking about to date. Yeah, I can't argue something that hasn't happened. How the hell do I know? <laughs> you can make it as much argument as you want about what's going to happen, and good for you. We'll find out in the spring and early summer if we get that far. Uh, I don't even know if I'm going to be alive Sunday. For this matter, uh, that and that's geez, that's so far away. I'll go Thursday. But I'm talking about what has happened. I don't see much difference in Curry or Lillard in their game right now. To date. Going forward, I don't know. But to date. I've never seen you. You're throwing me off here. I've never seen you dismiss winning this much. I'm not dismissing winning. It's individual skill. I'm talking about individual skill. Because you have to dismiss Stockton just as easily. What the hell has he ever won? He didn't go to the NCAA tournament. He didn't win a game in the NCAA tournament. He didn't w- win an NBA whatever. And if I'm if it's Stockton versus Steph Curry, then I take Steph Curry just as quickly as I take Steph Curry if it's Steph Curry versus Damian Lillard. Because okay. of the winning. I mean, how do you argue with the winning? Well, and you, uh, and you okay, get- Cheryl Swoops. You're right there, man. Or, or no, not Cheryl, uh, Jay Williams. That's the Jay Williams comment that you want to get to. It's the exact same thing. It's not exactly the same. I think it's dead on. It's no. parallel. They're train tracks to one another. No, because with... Yes! <laughs> yes! Because <laughs> <laughs> with Caitlin. You're going to wreck the next segment no, by not, doing no, it not, in this no, segment. No, 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 we can continue. I'm going to forcefully agree. Yes! <laughs> I think you put Lillard in that situation, and he does the same thing. You put Steve Young in Joe Montana's situation, he's got the same thing. Well, now we're going to get to games that people, most people didn't even see, so I don't know that we want to do that. <laughs> two well, of them, Steve Young. Man, two of them, man. absolutely. Steve Young resonates yes. here. He'll there's, always resonate here. 
Two That's of them, why I went with him. Two of them, those teams were loaded, and absolutely. One of them I don't know about. So I don't know that it would be exactly the same. Well, you don't know but about be, either one, any of them. You can't rewrite what's already happened. Uh I think a lot of it, and that's taking nothing away from the other guy or guys. Absolutely nothing. It's more about praising the guy over here, not disparaging the guy over there whatsoever. I think Lillard is just as spectacular as Curry. He's got deeper range. He's shown that multiple times. Well, that was the and big thing with Curry. Well, he revolutionized the, the game. Well, Lillard could have done it. <laughs> but Steph got there first on bigger stages. He did? Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, there's signature moments for Lillard in his career that I don't think any of the other guys who come out of Utah have had the, you know, 35-footer to win a play or 40-footer to win a playoff series. That was ridiculous. Yeah. I don't yell very often when I watch sports, but... I did when that happened. <laughs> Watching that. That stands to reason that he could do if he had the right situation. You gotta have the right situation. You don't think if if Stockton was uh a few years younger or older and played with Boston, he wouldn't have a ring? <laughs> he probably would. Of course he, he would playing with Larry Bird. Yeah. yeah. What he brought to the table. I think the thing for Ainge is that he was, even though they didn't win it, that he was able to get to the finals with two more teams. That guy made a lot of winning plays. Now, it's not necessarily the scoring and the stats, which is the thing we usually default to in basketball. Now, he was a bench guy with Phoenix. Yeah. But winning followed him around. Yeah, and so so you're saying like it's, he's Bill Russell then? It just he just got so lucky, so lucky every time, everywhere he went. The one thing Ainge couldn't do is he couldn't, and this goes back to your point about the winning situation. There was nothing he could do in Sacramento. He couldn't fix that. Couldn't fix broken. But if you're in a good situation, he does his part. He adds his part, and and somehow it just keeps working out. Until if, unless you're up against Michael Jordan, or you're stuck in Sacramento. And I guess that's the thing with Steph Curry is that the Warriors were a mess of a franchise, and he helped turn that around. But he did come with ownership changing, and there's no guarantee in their mess because of ownership. And if he had gotten there five years earlier, it's like we can play, you know, if Stockton had been in Boston and been five years older. If Curry had been five years older and been there with the other Warrior ownership, Maybe the magic doesn't happen because nobody does it by themselves. I'm just looking at individual skill. You're out there in the gray area. I'm just looking at your skill set versus the other guy's skill set. That that's not gray to me. You're out over here with this and that and if blah 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 ownership mm-hmm. this and that. I don't know, but what I do know is Lillard's skill set is just as good as Curry's skill set. That's what I know. That's what I've seen. I see no difference between the two. They're both awesome. First ballot Hall of Famers without question. And there they are. Yeah. And if he's the first ballot Hall of Famer, then that is going to put him head and shoulders. That'll be some definitive that every Lillard fan can hang their hat on. That nobody else in the well, state. Does anybody doubt that? Mm, probably somebody doubts that. Not I think me. it's. I think it's probable. Yeah. Not me at all. I mean, uh, he's a heck of a player, and I don't think that he's a. 
uh, a gunner and a guy who just shoots too much and blah, blah, blah. I don't think any of that stuff. I think he's done what he's had to do to try to help his team win. I mean, he hasn't had much talent. Name, name, name me anybody outside of C.J. McCollum that he's had that you can actually name and remember All, well, him Aldridge, what you right. said about Aldridge and right. the way that played out for the Blazers franchise, two. that was a big hit. Name me anybody else. I can't even name anybody yeah. else. Well, I mean, you could, but they're just guys. There's nobody special, and there's nobody who stands out, and there's nobody who'd make a difference between winning and losing. No, I can't. Teams. I can't name you one other, <laughs> I can't name you one other teammate. I cannot. I can't. I can't name you any other teammates that he ever had outside of those two. It's like just a maze of people, and they're just going by, and they don't stop. I don't have Mike Smith going dick by toe. Freeze it! <laughs> Love when he does that. My my adrenaline just going when he does that thing. You know it's coming. And when's it going to be? Freeze it! Oh, man. I just get so fired up. And he teaches me stuff. So I got all these guys just just passing through my eyeballs. It's like I'm, I'm stopped at a left-hand turn, and the other cars are making a left-hand turn in front of me. And you start looking at all these cars, and then your eyeballs hurt. <laughs> if you start looking at them, you know, they're making left-hand turns. Hoo, 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 hoo. You know what I mean? And yeah. you're, you're waiting for your arrow. Hypnotized. Right, and your eyeballs start to hurt if you start following every one of them. Try it. It'll do it. Your eyeballs will <laughs> I've hurt. Not, I've not hurt my eyeballs watching you, cars make a left-hand turn. Well, But if there's a whole bunch of them, it'll hurt your eyeballs. It's like looking at the sun after an eclipse or something. It just, you can't do it. You got to look away. It hurts your eyeballs. That's what I see at all these Blazer teammates over the years. They hurt my eyeballs. I couldn't name you any of the coaches. Sure you could. No, I couldn't. Chauncey Billups. Yeah, this one. I mean, he was a rookie. Yeah. <laughs> How many rookie head coaches? Okay, well, you can name one then. Established. Outside of Stotts. I mean, he, there's two. Yeah. <laughs> How many more coaches did he have? I don't know. That's the point. You want me to look it up? Give me something. But I know how many coaches Steph Curry's had. Two. Yeah. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 The Zone. So we've referenced the uh, Caitlin Clark story. Jay Williams says Caitlin Clark isn't great yet. Really? We will get to that next. Stay with us. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. Bob Nightingale, Major League Baseball columnist for USA Today. There were some comments that you made prior that you feel like Nashville and Salt Lake City may be the leaders right now. Is that accurate? Do you feel like Salt Lake has a decent shot at this? Yeah, I'm talking to baseball uh, officials. They want, you know, one team east, one team west. And, uh, you know, I asked them who the leaders in the clubhouse are. You know, it's always been Nashville. But, they, uh, yeah, Salt Lake, just with the uh, the funding and the ownership group and everything else, you know, they like what they see a lot from uh, Salt Lake officials. And, uh, you know, right now, I, I, I think they're in a great position, you know, to get that team whenever expansion comes. Catch Hanson Scotty weekdays from noon to 3 on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. So, so, so. The band of the day today is Nirvana. Today would have been Kurt Cobain's 57th birthday. It's brought to you by Live Nation. For all of the live concerts and events in 2024, check out LiveNation.com. ESPN's Jay Williams says Kalen Clark isn't great yet. Really? 
Tony, just another example of someone whose sense of entitlement speaks because he was never that great. This will fade away soon and be forgotten. I'll never forget it. <laughs> You'll remember forever. <laughs> Hold on to it. What a slight. If she's not great, I don't know what great is. Jaden, Jehu. Caitlin will be remembered for a long time for her accomplishments. Kelly, dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett, terrible take. Yeah, it is. His thought process that, uh, you know, he named a couple of UConn players, I think. Uh, who did he name? Uh, Tarasi and Stewart. And how they won chips. They won chips. Well, I mean, I mean, those Connecticut teams were loaded. Yeah, they've slipped a little bit now because REM is getting older and it happens. Nobody wins forever. Well, as you get older, your record goes down. As We've seen it across many sports at the college level. The pros is a different story. I mean, I don't think age. You don't recruit players. You have the money, you have the players. and You can win. Yeah, you're not recruiting in that sense. In college, you are, and as as a coach ages, he or she tends to have some slippage. We've seen that, and uh, but if you go back to when they were in their heyday, I mean, they were dominant, just dominant. And yes, they had the best players, so they won. So it's she chose to go to Iowa, which I don't know that really has a big basketball tradition. A lot of people were bringing up uh, Larry Bird with Indiana State, which is now, I think they got in the top 25 last week or the week before. And it's the, the first time, time since, since Larry Bird, Bird was there they in probably 79. lost two games, but uh, <laughs> nevertheless, you know, that uh, he was one of a kind. and he did, So he didn't win it. He lost to Magic, obviously, over here at the Huntsman Center. Uh, so I don't know that that's a, that's a fair comparison there. I think it's it's the Lillard thing that I was talking about. The parallels are there. I'm talking about the individual, what the individual does on that particular team, and that against that era of competition. And you can argue, and I've heard this, people that I don't cover women's basketball like I used to when I was with the Watchdog. I mean, I was covering it all the time, NCAA tournaments. Uh, BYU and Utah have been, been on the road with both of the women's teams over the years covering NCAA tournaments, that they said that um, the game has changed now, but th- this is going back 20 years, that there there wasn't enough high, high-caliber women's players. And so R.E.M., Emma, and Summit at Tennessee and Vanderveer at uh, Stanford, they were able to get most of them. So they were just dominant teams year after year after year. Now spread out a little bit. The, the sport has come a long way. There's more good players yeah. and the good players, yeah. the difference makers have spread out to different right. schools. Right. It would be impossible to corner the market on them now the way like they used to. one, two, yeah. or three teams did in the past. Yeah, because there's, there's I mean, you think about this. Women's, women's sports in general is still basically in its infancy stage. We're barely getting started. A couple generations in. Yeah, maybe maybe three in some families. And the maybe. men's games been around f- forever, it seems. Depending on the sport, I, I yeah. Mean, you got when I was in high school, we didn't even have a girls basketball. It was a, it was a city league. 
that they used the gym on campus and it wasn't a high school sport. And then when I was in high school, they started softball. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Because the uh, baseball, because it was a winter sport. It was offset. You know, they get obviously yeah. in, in I think they'd been playing girls basketball for five or ten years. Uh, we had high school teams. I mean, my JV coach coached the girls' varsity. Yeah. My it was in the, baseball it was a coach spring sport. coached the softball. Softball. Okay. Because they couldn't get anybody to do it. And how long have BYU? We were here when BYU started uh, softball, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Golf. That seems outrageous. I remember when Utah women's soccer started. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to give it time to grow. And, and, and we're it seeing is. it. We're right. seeing it. We're, we're seeing it. And it's better and better and better. And Clark is the latest example of greatness. To say she isn't great. I appreciate when commentators don't just give me cliches, especially ex-jocks. We got to get on them early, you know, and the cliches that they spill out there and then because somehow they're authoritative in broadcasting because they bounce the ball. Uh, so I appreciate somebody who's going to say something, but I got to disagree. I think she is. If she's not great, I don't know what great is. I watched her two years ago before she got all the run. I came in here and said, this gal is incredible, and she is. I don't think there's any question about she's great. I think that in comparison to what we did in the last segment, if you compare her against other greats, will you hold the lack of a championship against her? No. I think there have been plenty of players who've been recognized as great. I mean, first, if you're in the Hall of Fame, you're great. And if you're a first ballot Hall of Famer, that's even another level of greatness. I don't have the vocabulary, but there's something there. And so, and we've yeah, seen that with that's plenty, plenty of players. You get f- you can at get, the college you, you get level. four chances. At the, okay. In a college game, you have one bad shooting game, and you're, you're done. Out, yeah, you're out. Yeah. So I'm going to hold that or, against her? Or you have a good shooting game, but they have a great shooting game. And that, that doesn't make any sense to me. Foul troubles, sprained ankles, if all kinds of weirdness. If you want to go to the pro, I, you, you got four chances to not get beat. In a college game, you got one. Freaking a 16 beat Virginia. It made no sense. Yeah. And then what's-his-face cashed in on it and uh, used Utah State for a for couple two years. years. Yeah. Headed back east. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> right. Uh, so, what was, uh, Odom. What's, what's his first name? Dave? I can't remember. Or was Dave the dad? I can't remember. Uh, uh, it was Ryan Odom. I always called him Blue Moon. Uh, <laughs> Blue Moon. <laughs> it's a baseball reference from the 70s, people. <laughs> so... It's here for the Oakland A's. There's just no way I could put that on a college person when it's a a one and done. Right. And, and there was already a deep run before you get beat. This I was isn't the finals last year. This isn't yeah the title game. This isn't uh, hence the finals. The uh, <laughs> this isn't not able to make the NCAA tournament or going out early. Did you think and you put needed, down an you, awesome team along the way? Did you need to correct me when I said? The finals, and you said the championship game. Aren't they one and the same? People don't usually say the finals for college, and so I got to say in my brain at first I heard Final Four. After I, I said that, I realized four. that I, I said the that. finals. But I think Final Four and title game. And then when you said finals, I think that is a pro thing. Once I put the S on it, I was good to go. I was covered. <laughs> I don't think anyone calls it the finals, though. Oh, I just did. Okay. 
And I caught up to that in a second, but in the moment I did you not. You didn't need, well, I. When I hear final, I'm thinking final four, because that's the college expression. I accept your apology for trying to correct me, because I didn't need correction. I was factually accurate. Coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, Kurt Schmidt, RSL Sporting Director and Chief Soccer Officer. They're opening the season against Messi in Miami tomorrow night. And Steve Cleveland, former Cougar and Fresno State basketball coach, is here at 9.05. Big games for the Aggies and Cougars tonight. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 The Zone. Stay with us. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. 